We have lots of audio here from Colorado Basketball Media Day, starting with men's basketball head coach Tad Boyle and his press conference. Okay, well, thanks for coming this rainy, uh, rainy Wednesday. Um, but year six for our staff, and uh, we couldn't be more excited about uh, where our team is. And uh, I think we're 12 practices in right now. Uh, we've learned a lot, and uh, we've got a long ways to go as well. But uh, I feel a little bit of a sense of urgency just because of how we, our schedule kind of un unfolds. We, we uh, start with Iowa State on the 13th of November, so we've got to be ready to go. Uh, and have a lot of work to do between now and then. But I like this team. I like the makeup. I love the chemistry. I love the camaraderie. And I think we've got a chance to, uh, to do some damage in the Pac-12. I do, yeah. I, I, uh, it's funny, uh, going through some numbers and some t statistics, I was looking at our three-point field goal percentage defense, which over the last two years has not been very good. I think we were eighth in the league and tenth in the league over the last two years. Three years ago, we were first in the league in that category. And, and you start looking at your personnel and you say, okay, we had Spencer Dinwiddie and Andre Roberson on the perimeter as defensive players. That might have had something to do with it. I think it did. Um, so we've changed a few things in terms of how we're guarding, uh, not necessarily the, the basic philosophies, but just to um, stand closer to three-point shooters so that you know uh, puts a little bit more premium on guarding the ball. Um, really working on uh, guarding the ball without fouling. I think with the new uh, the new rules, the college basketball, you know, the officiating. Um, emphasis that's going into this season is they want to take the physicality out of college basketball so we're trying to really uh, work on position defense and playing with our feet and playing without fouling because I think you're going to see a lot of fouls early in the season but I, I like where the mentality of this team is defensively um, we've got some deficiencies we've got some players right now that we have to bring up to speed and, and quite frankly um, some liabilities defensively right now, but hopefully we can shore those up uh, in in, uh, in quick fashion. Coach, you mentioned the improved camaraderie. Was that something you could sense was lacking a little bit last year? Was it something that's seen a dramatic difference with this year's group? Well, yeah, it's it's good. I mean, and again, uh, adversity kind of uh, shows all your your warts. And uh, when we faced adversity last year, we weren't the most cohesive group and together group. And I think, well, look, we're going to face adversity this year as well. And uh, um, I think that's when leadership comes in. I look at what Josh Scott, you know, has been doing, you know, on the floor and off the floor with his teammates. I think he's the unquestioned leader of this team. I've got great faith and belief in him uh, and what he's about. And so hopefully when adversity hits this year, this, this group can come together and galvanize together rather than maybe uh, not. And I don't think last year's team did a great job of that. And uh, when you guys were around, you saw it. Um, hopefully this year's team will, because adversity will hit. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And, uh, but that's where I think the character and the makeup of your team really gets tested. And I, I, I feel good about that this year, I really do. You know, Thomas Akiazili is, is uh, I'm really pleased um, with you 
you know, where he is um, relative to all the things that he's that's being thrown at him. I mean, he's um, everything's new to him. You know, being in a new country, being on a new campus, being in a new university, and, and uh, everything is new. And he's uh, he's really processing it well. He's very coachable. He's in the gym all the time, and uh, he wants to be good. So I think Thomas, you know, over the course certainly of the season and over the course of his career is going to just get better and better and better. Again, uh, the character and the makeup that he's got and, and the work, work ethic. How quickly can he acclimate to the college game, you know, I'm not sure yet. You know, there's, uh, it's, it's a work in progress. But I, I really like kind of his mindset. I, 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 that's the one thing I think uh, I like about him the most is his mindset and his coachability. And he'll, he'll be a good player at Colorado before it's all said and done. But I, I don't want people to expect too much in terms of production. Um, but he does a great job of running our team. He's a good quarterback. He's vocal. And uh, it's a great start. Uh, it's too early to, to really say that. You know, George King's certainly certainly going to be in our rotation. There's no doubt. Um, you know, I'm not in a position right now where I'm going to name a starting five. And again, that that can be a very fluid thing throughout the season. Um, and uh, you know, it's not who starts the game; it's who finishes the game. And I think, uh, but George is certainly a weapon and a matchup uh, issue I think, for opposing teams because he's got a skill set that can that can really make it difficult for the opponent. I mean, he's so big and strong, you know, a perimeter player. He can he can get them to the rim and even post them up and overpower them. Uh, he can take big guys away from the basket. He shoots the ball well from the perimeter. Um, you know, the biggest thing with George is making good decisions with the basketball, not doing, trying to do too much and playing within himself. If he plays within himself and starts to understand, you know, where is his advantage given the matchups, uh, he's going to be a heck of a player, and uh, but I, I'm I'm really excited about George, uh, and uh, I'm glad we got him for three more years. I mean, his red shirt, even though you know there was part of me that did not want him to red shirt last year, there's part of him that didn't want a red shirt. I think in the in the end, it's going to be a great decision, you know, much like Wesley Gordon, Wesley Gordon's was. Coach, it's no secret that last year was slightly disappointing for you guys. What what gives you the most hope? What's changed the most this year that you can well, I think it starts with our front line. I think you know, I, I really, I look at our front line. I look at Josh Scott. I look at Wesley Gordon. I know how good Wesley can be. Uh, his talent level is unquestioned. Um, you know, what we need is more consistency out of Wesley this year. And I look at Tory Miller uh, as a guy who uh, is probably our most improved player, quite frankly, from last year to this year, uh, given the first few weeks of practice. What I've seen, he's made great strides, not only with his body. Uh, but with his uh, his mindset as well. Again, he's not the finished product yet, but he's he's really uh, he's made made great strides. And then Kenan Zusevich, you know, who's one of our new um, players as well, gives us a kind of a stretch four, a pick and pop type guy. Again, he's a guy that's a work in progress. He's probably had the most difficulty in uh, acclimating to the new new style and. and, and 
much like Thomas has, but he's uh, he's going to be a good player. So I think those four guys, our front line, our bigs, I, I feel very, very good about. I think the, the question mark with our team comes on the perimeter you know, because we did lose a Skia who was a very explosive player, experienced player, productive player. Um, we've got capable players out there, but they've you know they're they're unproven up to this point. Is it tough in the college game to make sure that your big men are getting that's going to be a, a key to this team. I mean, we are going to play inside out. We, there's no question about it. And, and uh, that doesn't always mean post touches. It can be, you know, but, but Josh Scott and Wesley Gordon, Tori, those guys have got to see the ball, uh, if not on every possession, certainly every other possession. I mean, they, we got we got to play through them, there's no doubt. And, you know, in, in basketball, it's, it's kind of like football. You know, you got the running game and the passing game. You know, the best teams have a balance between the two. Um, basketball's the same way. You got an inside presence, you got uh, a perimeter presence, and and uh, the better the inside presence, the easier it is on those perimeter guys. The more open shots they get. Uh, and then uh, the one thing I think with this year's team, relative to last year's, is we're going to be able to stretch the defense. I think we got we'll be a better perimeter shooting team this year than we were last year, and uh, uh, that. That should that should open it up for those inside guys as well. Ted, those new rules, it does yeah. seem like that's really going to change things. Yes. <laughs> How do you? Are there ways to prepare? Do you bring more officials? Do you do that sort of thing? Yeah, you know that's one of the things. You know, we've, we've, the NCAA allows you either two exhibitions or two uh, closed scrimmages. We've gone the the closed scrimmages route and. You know the nice thing about that is the officials in those scrimmages—they're—you know—they're not in front of fans either. They don't have to worry about the TV cameras, and so they can talk to your guys. They can communicate with them. You can stop play. You can have them explain, "Hey, this is this is why that was a foul, or this is why that wasn't a foul, or whatever the case may be." Um, and it allows you know the, the learning curve hopefully to uh, to flatten a little bit. And uh, but I'm concerned with these new rules in terms of especially early in the season, the effect that they're going to have on the game. And uh, I think the, the thought process is, hey, we're going to take the physicality out of college basketball, so we're going to call a lot more fouls early. And that gets in the official's mindset, and guess what? That's going to happen. And whether, whether the game's physical or not physical, I mean, it's, I think that the tendency is they're going to blow that whistle quicker because they're being asked to, or they're being told to, you know. And so it worries me a little bit, I mean, in terms of, you know, just ticky-tack, fouls that you know might put a guy like Josh Scott on the bench in the first half for uh, for 10 minutes which we don't want um, and that's uh, that, that concerns me a little bit uh, I mean yeah, we'll adjust to it and again I hope um, it's, it's something that's here we're gonna have to deal with but uh, the new rules do do concern me a little bit you know coaches can't call timeouts anymore now players have to call timeouts I mean, there's a lot of uh, the 30 second shot clock I mean there's there's a Seems like more new rules this year than whenever, any time I've coached in college. Well, what's been your impression of Derek so far? Derek Thomas? Derek White. Or Derek, Derek Thomas. Derek White. Derek, I'm thinking my foot, thinking football here. Uh, Derek Thomas is, or Derek, Derek Thomas. Derek White is, uh, he's a terrific player. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't want to get too excited because we only, you know, we don't get him for a year from now, but I think. He's got the strength, he's got the speed, he's got the skill, he's got the feel. Um, uh, he's going to be a heck of a player for us. 
and uh, I wish, God, I wish we had him this year. Um, and I'll be saying that a lot to myself, not necessarily to you guys, but Derek is uh, uh, very coachable. Uh, the thing I love about him is he's, uh, he's very energetic, and he has a great feel for the game that you can't coach. Um, but you guys are going to really, really enjoy watching him play next year, and I just, I'm sick to my st stomach. We don't have him for two years. We only get him for one, but he's going to be a terrific, terrific player, he terrific so back 12 player. He had so few looks. The guy's future's not even under the radar. He was, he was yeah. close to the radar. Is that just a case where a guy makes a huge leap? Yes, you know, absolutely. It's it's the classic late bloomer. Uh, I, think he, I think he was 6'1 when he graduated from high school, and now he's 6'5". Yeah, he was a he was a good high school player, but yeah, he was. I mean, how many how many Division One schools are here in this uh, you know Rocky Mountain region? You got Air Force, and Northern Colorado, and Denver, and Colorado, Colorado State, Wyoming, and not one of us even considered him. And now, <laughs> oh, you know, it's a it's a it's a neat story, and uh, but he's a terrific young man. He's a hard worker. He's a great teammate. He's very humble, uh, but he's—he'll—he'll—he'll I mean, he'll, he'll be a pro. There's no question. He's a professional—he's he's a professional basketball player when he leaves here. Now, what level? You know, that'll yet be yet yet to be determined. But he's a—he's a terrific player. Ted, you said after last year that you were going to be a lot more demanding on this team through the offseason, and I don't know if it's continued here. Is that something that you still believe in? Yeah, you know, it'd be a good question I think for our players um, when, when you talk to them. I don't, yeah, I do know. You know, we did conditioning in the spring, which we'd never done since I'd been here. I mean, we we ran, we got in shape, we we worked harder in the spring. We had our players here in the month of June and July. Normally, we do the month of June, let them go home in July and get a break, uh, but we kept them here all summer. Um, so we've done some things differently in, in the off season. Uh, and I think, uh, and in this fall, I feel like certainly in the in the first 12 practices, I've been more dialed in and engaged. And you know, I don't know if I've been tougher or meaner, but I think I try. What I'm trying to do is be consistent, you know, every day. And I think last year, you know, I made a lot of mistakes last year, and one of them was, you know, I figured, okay, we've had guys in this program who've won, who've proven that they can win. Um, They'll figure it out as time goes on. I'll kind of let them you know, kind of learn. Uh, and, and guess what? Never happened. And that falls on me as a head coach. And so I'm not going to let that happen this year. You know, if, if I see something that's not right, I'm not, I'm not going to ask our players to take care of it. I'm going to take care of it. It sounds like you mentioned the first start off the press conference there was a sense of urgency because of that first game of the Yeah. Is there also a sense of urgency? Every year's a big year. I mean, this this is this is no bigger than last year. You know, no bigger than next year's going to be. I mean, this every year's a big year, and and uh, this league is good. It's more balanced. It may not be quite as top heavy. You know, we don't have that top five program right now. Last year, Arizona I think was a top you know number one, number two program in the country going into the season. But I think we've got more good teams in the league this year than in years past. 
So it's going to be a heck of a league race. Um, you know, that's that doesn't start till January one when we open up at Cal. Um, but uh, I don't, you know, I don't feel any more pressure or less pressure now than in years past. But I do think this. I think you know, we've had some success since we've been here. Last year was a down year. You know, uh, I don't mind saying I, I, I feel like I failed last year. Uh, I think our players feel that way too. And that's not a good feeling you want in the, in, the, in the pit of your stomach, you know, when you go to bed at night. And uh, so I think our players are committed to make, make sure that doesn't happen again. I know I'm committed to it. And uh, it's not going to be easy because there are, there are some good teams in this league. But uh, I, I like our chances. I, you know, if we play together um, and we play uh, team basketball and we're committed to each other, there's not a team in this league we can't beat. Uh, 30-second shot clock does not change much about our offense. I think what it does is maybe change us defensively a little bit. We're playing around with, uh, you know, some soft presses. We're playing around with more switching. We're, uh, we certainly want teams to get deeper in the shot clock because I think you know, college players, you know, unlike NBA players, don't operate as well with five or six seconds that thing's ticking down. You see more panic set in with college players. And um, so offensively, we still want to push it, score fast. I'd like to be scoring the first 12 to 15 seconds of the shot clock. Defensively, you know, um, I told our guys, the good, you know, the good news is we got to play rock solid defense for 30 seconds now. Last year, we had to play rock solid defense for 35 seconds. And so it should be easier. Big, big year for Dom. It's a big year for him. Um, going from his freshman year to sophomore year, I've always said I think the greatest strides you know, college basketball players make is usually between their freshman year and their sophomore year. That's when the, um, they understand what the game's about. They made their freshman mistakes. They, they address those over the summer, and they get better. And uh, hopefully Dom is, is one of those players that, that figures that out. Um, if you see him physically, He's bigger, he's stronger, he's 185 pounds now. So he's, he's, Coach Hardy's done a great job with him in the offseason. Dom's done a great job getting in a weight room and, and getting more mass to his frame. And uh, now what he has to do is start running the team. And the biggest challenge I've given Dom Collier uh, early here this season is to be vocal. He's not a vocal guy by nature. He's not a guy who runs his mouth and talks a lot, but guess what, when you're the quarterback on the basketball team, you better open up your mouth and you have to open up your mouth. He's getting better at that. Um, now, can he do it in the game, start directing people? That's gonna be the challenge. And that's that's uh, the challenge that, that we've given him. So he's, look, he's got a great feel for the game. He understands the game. He's really good in the open floor. Um, Dom can make plays for himself and for others. So uh, I don't think his talent is questioned. Um, the big question mark with him is, can he take that vocal leadership role and run with it? Coach, um, last season you said, you know, you know, this quote, you mentioned earlier that Josh Scott is the young question leader in this team and you challenged Dom to be more vocal. Is there anyone on this team right now that has kind of filled that role already of, of being a vocal leader alongside Josh? Uh, not alongside Josh, no, not yet. 
Um, and that's, you know, that's something that's going to have to emerge because it, it's, it's hard for Josh to do it all by himself. And, uh, you know, one of the things I love to do this time of year is I love to bring in outside coaches um, to our practices and just have them observe um, because it gives me a, like an, uh, an unbiased opinion of, of what's going on. You know, look, I've, I've been here six years. Our assistant coaches have been here with me, you know, uh, during that time. So, you know, we have our biases with every – we recruited these players. We know them. Somebody coming from the outside sitting in our practice for two days, they don't know the difference between George King and Josh Scott or Dom Collier. It's, like it's, it's all new to them. And getting their feedback is interesting. And, and one of the guys I brought in, uh, this guy I respect, he's been a head coach for 19 years, and his comment to me was, outside of Josh Scott, nobody on your team talks. They're all too quiet. You know, Josh does all the talking. And, and so I, you know, I shared that with our team. I shared that with our guys. And, and I thought it was really good feedback. So that's an area, again, where we have to improve. I know we have to improve. And, and uh, that's what we're working on. It's it's difficult. I, I think you know sometimes when you see certain players, they got it. They got the, the it factor. Like you can say, oh, they've got it. I think there's there's multiple players, whether it's in high school or or even in college, that have leadership qualities and abilities, but they haven't come to the surface yet. You know, I think leadership is a. I don't know if you're born with it. I think maybe some people are. I don't know. It's a great philosophical question. You know, are you born a leader? Or are you are you developed into a leader? Um, but it's pretty easy when you see that and you can recruit that and you get that. Um, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie, I would put in that kind of category. I think Spencer, even when he was a sophomore, you know, he wasn't afraid to speak up. Now he wasn't that way as a freshman. He was still kind of checking things out. But in um, some people, it takes them till maybe they're a senior, and that's where Josh Scott—he's got leadership qualities and abilities, um, and those are now going to come to the forefront. Whereas maybe as a freshman or sophomore, they didn't, and so that's where the leadership development. I and mean, we've got a whole program within our athletic department called leadership development, and I think it's a great program because it teaches all of our student athletes what leadership is about, what it looks like. Um, Here's when it works. Here's when it doesn't work. You know, you look at teams that are successful or not successful because of it, um, or or not because of the lack of it. Um, it's it's you know these kids are here to learn and grow and get better. And I think you look at a guy like Josh Scott. I think he's really developed into that. And what we need now is some of those younger guys, Dom Collier, George King, Treshawn Fletcher, to get on that same track. And that's what we're trying to do. And that, you know, before you came in, that's that's the mistake I made last year. I didn't take I didn't take the bull by the horn and say, okay, it's not here. I'm going to take it. That's the mistake I made last year as head coach. So um, I'm not going to make that this year. I'm not going to make that same mistake. Um, but I'm also going to, you know, um, hopefully um, 
you know, again, I, I, I've got a lot of confidence in, in Josh Scott and, and the respect he has in that locker room that when he says something, people are going to listen to him. And I think, um, and, and, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But I'm going to, uh, I'm not going to make that same mistake again. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, look, he's rehabbing right now. Not sure. I'm not going to sit here and say he's coming back. I'm not going to sit here and say he's not coming back because I don't know that. Um, I think mid-December, mid to late December would be absolutely the earliest. And, you know, again, I always say you know, when it comes to injured players, you hope for the best, which is he comes back as soon as possible and he can help this team win. Um, you prepare for the worst, which is he's not coming back this year and he'll come back for his fifth year. We have had those conversations with, with Xavier. Um, and look, he's going to be the one that has to make that call with the doctors based on where his, uh, where his injury is. But we, we're probably a couple, at least a month or two away from really knowing that. we got time for a couple more quick questions with Coach, and then we'll uh, turn it over to Coach Laffey. Any other additional brief one-on-ones with Coach can be taken care of outside the doors here? Well, any more questions for Coach? Tim, back to X for a second. When you've got a guy that's got that much experience, and then he's an awful tough, you know, matchup in college basketball. How do you replace that in this lineup, or, or can you? Well, it's tough. I mean, you know, because you, you, you can't replace experience. That's the one thing. You can replace production, and that's, that, that's the challenge that, that, that really falls on George King and Treshawn Fletcher and, and Josh, Fortin, Josh Fortune to some degree, Kenan uh, to some degree. Look, he, what, 10, 11 points, six rebounds. We can replace that. What we can't replace is X's experience, his toughness, and, uh, and and all the things that he's learned up to this point. So, um, look, I, I love this year's team. I look at next year's team with Derek White sitting out and Xavier Johnson. If if he does not come back, I mean, we've got two pretty darn good players that are going to be coming in on to next year's team. Uh, you know, we'll, if. Again, if XJ, XJ doesn't come back, I mean, we lose three seniors. Um, so, um, if if nothing else, the, the the stable next year is a little bit more full. And uh, but you, it's hard to replace experience, Mark. I mean, you just don't. I mean, if he doesn't come back, we you know, Skia, two of our top three scorers off last year's team are back. But look, we've got that's why you recruit. That's why you got guys sitting out. That's why. You got freshmen that become sophomores. It's, it's somebody else's turn to step step up, and hopefully somebody can do that. One last question. has had a couple of very big flash moments you know, throughout his career. He has a pretty consistent, consistent year that Wes is the consistent guy. Neil, I hope so. I'm telling you, because I'll tell you what, he is he's as talented. I mean, I look at Wes Gordon, I say, okay, why couldn't he average a double-double? I mean, um, he's being more aggressive. Uh, offensively, he has been our, our, without a doubt, our best rebounder in practice. Certainly, and it's early. Uh, I understand that, but he is a terrific rebounder. But you know, he's had some games where it's like, wow, this guy's. It's just, it's just consistency and focus, and uh, that's a challenge for Wes. I mean, it's just that's just kind of who he is, and, and you, know, you, you hope that that light bulb comes on, so to speak, and he's there each and every night. Because if he is, you know, we know Josh is. That gives you a pretty good one-two punch in that front line, and then you know if we can make some shots around those guys, we'll be we'll be okay. We'll be hey, we'll okay. go ahead and transition to the next phase. Uh, anybody else for Coach Boyle? We'll meet out here momentarily. 
while we transition over for the women. Thank you. Thanks, guys and ladies. Here's a one-on-one -on -one interview with Treshawn Fletcher. So I was asking uh, some of your, your teammates who impressed them the most in terms of their off-season improvement. Your name came up quite a bit. What are some of the areas you feel like you've you've made improvements as a basketball player? Uh, I think probably just being more consistent as a player. And, uh, just, uh, <coughs> uh, being more consistent and uh, just taking care of the ball, making smart decisions. A year ago at this time, you said there were times you would kind of get in your own head when you'd make a mistake and oh, kind yeah. of affect things. Was there? Did you get over that? Is that still kind of a constant battle that, that you have with yourself? Uh, no, I think I think I'm, I'm better. Like I don't want to just you know I get I get I used to really get really down, but I would uh, go like when I miss a shot. So then really I just you know I just focus on going one for one because that's all you can do every time you shoot a shot. So then uh, I think I have the, the confidence now to you know make those knock those shots down because of the work I put in over the summer. But I, I try not to get so down on myself. I know that it's a long game, it's a long process, and I just got to go through it well. You didn't shoot a ton last season, but when you did, you had a pretty good percentage. Was that part of kind of building confidence in yourself? Uh, yeah, for sure. I think that was. And um, I think that's going to uh, help me, you know, move forward on through this year. This year, because I think we're, we're, we're going to need guys to knock down shots this year. And I think I'm one of those players that can help out with that, in that area. So, With the XJ going down, yeah. how much did that change your mindset, if at all? Um, well... It just changed it because you know he was a, he was a big part of our team and uh, you know he, he brought a lot for us. So I gotta you know I gotta step up more than now more than ever. And you know I was expected to probably this year. And that includes rebounding, playing defense, all of the above. So yeah, I just I just changed my mindset. I just gotta just get busy now. I gotta just go out there and go to work. When practices started, you were kind of out. Are you back 100? Oh, yeah. What I'm kind not, of injury I'm did you I'm have? I'm not 100. I'm, I'm I'm pretty close. Well, I have I sprained my ankle really bad. Okay. But I'm, I'm back now. I'm, I'm pretty good, but it's not it's not where I was before. But it, it's all good. Are they kind of bringing you back to the point where hopefully you'll be at that 100% when you, you go to Iowa State? Uh, yeah, I should be. I should be 100% by then. But yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, it was it was just a killer because you know my ankle was holding me back from you know showing what I was showing well, from showing what I had worked on over the summer. And I couldn't really do it because of my ankle. But now it's getting back there. I'm feeling like my work is showing now. If that makes sense. It's a team game. Yeah. Is starting important to you at this stage of your career? I mean, I will, I will love to start. I feel like I, I deserve the right to, but, I mean, if I don't, I don't. And then I'll just come off the bench and play hard and do what I got to do. But, I mean, I feel like I should start. I feel like it's my job to lose. I've been here for going on just on my third year, and you know. But it is what it is at the end of the day. I'm just play hard and, you know, just do what I got to do for the team. Tad Boyle said he admitted that he feels like he made mistakes as a coach last year. Is there anything different that you notice about him in these preseason practices? Yeah, he's um, <coughs> he's using his voice a lot more. Okay. So he's um, he's, he's doing a lot more teaching, and uh, he's expecting a lot out of us. Like it, it, he does, he doesn't he's not letting the things slide that he let slide last year. If that makes sense. So he's uh like just like just small things, like really small things. You wouldn't even notice them in practice, but I notice them just because I've been around for three mm -hmm. years. But it's, I can definitely see an improvement. I can definitely see improvement. Also, guys talking about camaraderie and how it's improved. What do you think went wrong in that sense last year? Uh, I think we had a lot of egos last year on the team, and like now we're just like all um, we're, we're all like around the same age group. I mean, well, last year we kind of were, but we kind of weren't. If that makes sense, like there were some older guys that were just like, man, these younger dudes ain't gonna mess with me like that. But now we're all kind of just like we just all like do we do, we do a lot of stuff together. And uh, it's, it's going to be good for us because it can help us out there on the court. 
did you sense going into last year that might be an issue, or was it not until adversity kind of hit that you realized it? I didn't sense it, but then once adversity hit, I think I, I did see that we were we weren't as tight in the group as we should have been. Do you think when adversity hit, I mean, even if you guys have a great season, there will be times where adversity hits. How do you think that will be kind of changed? Is it just come down to the fact that you guys simply like each other better? Uh, I think it will come down to, well, I would say trust. I would say that we all build trust in each other. That's in practice and on and off the court. So I think that when adversity does hit us, when adversity does hit us, it'll, that trust that we have in each other will overcome it. <laughs> Coach said that Josh Scott is the unquestioned leader of this team. Does yeah. everybody on the team kind of accept that? Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. No question. Yeah, he's our leader, he's our captain, our senior, yeah, everything. What, what is it about him that makes him a guy that everybody else can kind of look up to? Well, his worth ethic, he's, he's probably the hardest worker on the team, and he just, you know, he trying to does everything right on and off the court. So he, he, he leads by example. Just lastly, what, what are you capable of this season? Um, I don't want to say any goals. I don't want to say any station. I just want to go out there and play. Awesome. Thanks, Trey, Sean. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks. Here are comments made by George King. What do you see for yourself this year? What, what is it you want to do this year? Uh, you know, someone asked me that last, in the last interview. I, I, really, don't, I really don't know. Um, I just want to be the best player that I can be. You know, I just want to, I want to, I want to win. I want to compete for the Pac-12 championship this year. Thanks, Trey. No problem. All right. uh, what position do you think you're going to play? Like more two, three, maybe like small ball four a little bit? Yeah, so I, I don't – that's a new that's a new thing, I guess, coming up small ball. I guess that's kind of the modern-day basketball. But I, as far as my position, you know, Coach, she says I'm a hybrid guy. I don't really have a position. I don't know. But, I mean, obviously I can play the two through the four. But yesterday, you know, Tad, you pointed at myself and, 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 and Trey saying, hey, we need to learn – literally all five positions, so um, in terms of that, I don't think I really have a position. Is that defensively, too? Because like Tad said a little like a few minutes ago, you guys are going to switch a lot more. Yeah, so, and I think that helps because now we're switching. We, don't have to, we can guard the three-point line a lot better. And because we have guys like myself, Trey, Josh Fortune, you know what I mean, guys that can guard multiple positions, um, that's going to help us. George, sitting out last year, did that change your mindset as a basketball player? Did it make you hungrier? What, what did it do to you? All the above, so yeah, I definitely got hungrier because I took it and I, you know, put a chip on my shoulder. But it also changed my mindset because I've learned a lot um, just sitting out and watching the game instead of just going there and just playing at 100 miles an hour. Now I'm actually studying the game, watch sitting down, seeing the game from the coach's perspective, and um, seeing when the ball's being moved, um, knowing when the ball's going to be moved. Just a lot of uh, mental maturity that I picked up just by sitting out. Um, I'm gonna use that to my advantage this year. What, uh, aside from the mental side, was there anything physically that, that you made strides in while sitting out? Um, strength, that's for sure. Um, I was up there. So when the team's out, their game day is my game day too. Not literally on the court, but um, in the weight room. You know, the guys are at home sleep, getting pregame sleep. I'm, in the, I'm upstairs in the weight room with Josh Fortune. We're lifted, you know what I mean? So uh, we worked out twice as much. And because of that, you know, I picked up a lot of strength and um, I made some 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 muscle growth, and I was I was actually upstairs lifting this morning. And before we started lifting, I was talking to Hardy with this about this, um, and he said, you know, a lot of I made some some critical strides in, in my strength and stuff like that. So um, that's one thing I picked up. It seems like you have a lot of ability as a rebounder. How much is, of that is your focus, primary focus, going into the season? 
Uh, not as much because I know naturally I'm a rebounder. You know what I mean. Um, I've always been able to rebound the ball just because I'm athletic, have long arms, big hands, um, and great timing as well. I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize that rebounding it takes a lot of timing, um, knowing when the ball is coming off the rim, where the ball is coming off the rim. Um, so I don't really worry about that. Things I worry about is kind of like one of my weaknesses. A lot of talk about the team camaraderie being better this year. Why do you think it wasn't as good last year, and, and what has changed to make it better this year? It's hard to, and, and, and I think the reason why it wasn't as good is because of our record. I think as we start to lose more games, our camaraderie started to take a nosedive. And, it's, and that's normally typically the case in a lot of teams because you're losing. A lot of guys are upset, you know, for whatever reason it is. Um, but that's when you really find out about your team, and we talked about that um, as a team and as a coaching staff, and we're not going to let that happen this year. What are you most looking forward to about getting back on the court for the first time? Oh, man, uh, just the fans. I like, I like hearing the fans running around, and, you know, you do something good, and they're cheering you on, um, stuff like that. That's the biggest thing for me. I, you know, 11,000 in here is nothing like it, you know what I mean, of course, Vince Center. That's what got me here to um, to sign that letter in 10. This is a press conference setting with big man Josh Scott, guard Josh Fortune, and point guard Dominique Collier. No opening statement? <laughs> nope. Dom, <coughs> how do you feel, you said that you put on some weight, some muscle, how do you feel you progressed from last year to this year, experience-wise, and being able to take the team down for um, I just feel like I'm more confident out there. Just uh, having that weight and having that year under my belt, and then just learning from the older guys, just to just be more confident and just more aggressive on the court. What did you learn uh, from Skeet, watching how he directed things last year? Just he wasn't scared to fail. I mean, he would go out there and just he had the he had so much confidence, and then I, I that's really what I learned the most from him. Just not be scared to fail and just have the most confidence out there and just have uh, just feel like uh, no one able to guard you out there. For uh, Josh Horton, Josh, uh, you spent a year kind of removed from the competitive player. Are you chopping at the bit to get back in and start planning competitive games before then? Yeah, um, it's been a long time not playing. I just, I'm looking forward to playing again and playing and competing in a um, hostile environment, away games. Home games with the crowd is uh, moving forward, so I'm just looking forward to playing again. For all three of you, you guys uh, struggled pretty mightily on the road last year. You went to and 11. How do you kind of alleviate or improve on uh, playing outside of course? Point guard. Let's go, point guard. Speak up. Um, I feel like uh, we just have to just go out there and just play more as a team. I mean, last year uh, we would play one half of basketball good, and then the next half we'll just it'll be a let off from the first half. So we just have to pull a, a complete game, and then I feel like if we do that, we'll, we'll be fine because uh, we play uh, like we played in uh, Oregon in the um, Pac-12 tournament. We played one half of great basketball, and then we slacked off, and then that that really hurt us because we ended up losing that game. Like that's an area where uh, obviously you can 
kind of stepping in down in your case, improving over the last and shorting the defensive end this year? Yeah, definitely. Um, defending the three would be important for us this year. Um, we work on it a lot in practice every day, close out drills, and just um, staying focused on that. I think it'll help us benefit us a lot during the season if we um, do that um, between the three. Yeah. Josh got um, Tad said last year that he's hitting more demanding on this team heading into this year. Um, have you noticed a change in your coach? You said you're getting pulled by the horns last year, that was his fault. Um, and is, are the players accepting the change? Uh, I mean, Honestly, yes, there's a change. He talks a whole lot more. He explains a whole lot more. He takes the time on the court to really get his point across. Um, even if it's the smallest detail, he's going to take the time and uh, pay attention to it. And in terms of like just looking at practice, that's just how our practices have been. He's been taking the time to explain the smallest thing, whether it's just a small showing a ball screen mistake or being in the help side. But you know, he's kind of being more. Uh, it's paying more attention to details, put it that way. Is he tougher on you guys? No, he's about the same. He's always been tough. <laughs> he's always been tough. Josh Fortune, last year you guys struggled to get the ball in the net. You weren't uh, playing, but you, everyone seems good this year. You impact on this team. Who besides you is going to put the ball in the net for this season? Say that one more time. Who on the team is going to put the ball in there? Who's going to score? Oh, you know, I, we all can score on our team. We have, we have low post players that can score. We have guards that can get to the rack. And uh, me being a, a shooter, uh, when you know a low post players get double teamed, being able to make shots on the outside perimeter is going to open the floor for everyone for driving lanes and all of that. So we can all play. We um we can all score, basically. So it's going to be fun. Josh Scott, last year before the season, you talked a lot about how that worked on your perimeter shot. Um, I think you only ended up shooting around six threes on the season. Do you expect that number to go up this season? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just need to shoot them, honestly. It's one of those things where, especially if people are going to down ball screens and our guards come off and they leave me open at the three-point line, I'm going to shoot it just because the defense needs to respect me. Not to mention something in shooting them all off season. So it's one of those things where if they're not going in, Probably gonna shoot at least one or two of them. So, yeah, probably some more threes for me. Josh, uh, how, do you, how do you think your Kevin Durant uh, camp experience gave you that perspective? Uh, fired me up. I think in terms of like the experience itself, it kind of just showed me how different people do basketball and how they go about preparing for their seasons. But in terms of what it did for me, more than anything, it kind of you know, worked as motivation because I didn't make the team. And so kind of it's another chip on my shoulder for the season. Josh, uh, if you, if an athlete has a knee injury, has a brace, breaks an arm, he's got a cast, mm -hmm. you go through a back, you, know, <laughs> you don't, don't have the, the thing to show that you're not hurt. How, how, how did you deal with that mentally last year and how thankful for Honestly, it was a struggle. It was it wasn't a fun situation for me, but I think both these guys know, especially probably him more than anything, it's painful sitting and watching your team and not being able to do anything about it. Um, 
And for me, it was just like, even though it was a struggle, it was one of those things where it's better to have me out there struggling than me sitting on the bench. And so that was just kind of my mentality, was just, you know, try to push through and fight for it, even though it wasn't exactly what I wanted out of myself. But in terms of just like how appreciative I am of my health, I'm, I'm very appreciative. It's kind of means the world to me now. I understand how it kind of feels to get basketball taken away from you and you have no control over it. And so now it's kind of more, more like valuing the time I have. As a senior, how much I think throughout my career, at least, I, I've seen that when you focus too much on your own personal career, it doesn't really lend much to your whole team. And so for me, it's more of I've been there, played against good players, um, played against good teams, and it's just more lending my experiences. And in terms of looking at other people's games, I think last year, I think I was probably too quiet. And, you know, I'm probably going to get on guys more. And, Probably guys probably won't like me at times, but I figure it's senior year, don't really have time for worrying about it. And it's one of those things where I hope everybody, including these guys, are honest with me as well. So just one of those things I'm going to look at it. And if there's something that to be addressed, it's going to be addressed. And Josh, we're going to have a good year. Oh, go ahead. Um, uh, how is the team different this year without extra? Um, so far. Uh, so far, honestly, Ekshay to me was like an energizer bunny. Uh, when he really set his head to it, he was a bull. <laughs> um, so for us, I think the b biggest difference without him is you know making sure that we rebound the ball and that people stay aggressive, especially on the perimeter. Because um, that's something Ekshay I thought did really well as a player. But other than that, I think he, I mean he's still with us. He's still there to cheer us on, and you know, honestly. I enjoy when he kind of speaks up and says, you know, hey, guys, you turn the ball over too much because he has a perspective that none of us have. So it's it's good to still have him, but we're going to have to make up for it. And I think we're going to be fine. Honestly, we're going to be perfectly fine. Tom, uh, Coach Boyle said earlier that you know, your development has been very good, but the one thing that he wants challenge you in is kind of being a more vocal leader um, and kind of personality-wise, not the vocal type. So, how do you kind of get yourself into that more vocal leader role alongside Josh? Um, well, yeah, like you said, it's been a problem for me throughout growing up in uh, school or whether it's basketball. So I've just been trying to work on it outside of basketball as much as I can so I can be more comfortable with it uh, on the court. And then just having these guys just like uh, yell at me or whatever, or the teammates, to get their head in the game. That was, that will let a spark into me and then to start to open my mouth more. But overall, i just I just been working on it every day. John, do you think being a leader when you're in high school and being a new player to say, how about John's being a top professional player on this team? Oh, can you say the last part again? Uh, John's being a better player on this team. 
Um, I think it can. I think really just I just have to be more aggressive and then just have that confidence. And I think the leadership will come uh, throughout the year. And then, like I said, I've been working on it. But I mean, high school, that was two years ago. So I just need to, I may mean, have had a good high school career. I just need to look past that and then have a good college career. Josh Scott, what was the lesson learned from your There's a lot of them. But honestly, I think the biggest one, I think maybe you can ask both of these, but one I think all of us have kind of taken away and kind of felt in practice has been a sense of urgency as well as almost a willing to commit to what we were founded on um, or what our program's about, which is defensive rebounding. And I think those things as well as, you know, I've said before, I feel like guys are kind of, you know, talking to each other and letting people know when something's not all right, which is a good thing going into this year that I think as a lesson we can, you know, really improve upon and keep us going. going. Josh Forges, you're a veteran guy. You said you played on, uh, you know, you said <coughs> you sat and watched this thing last season from the outside. What was your observation? Um, it was hard watching, but not to say, you know, anything, but it was just not not playing was kind of hard. Um, but I just think that at certain times we would not come out the gate as strong and uh, wait kind of too late to play hard. And that was kind of an ongoing thing through the whole season. Um, I just think that we need to fix that this year and come out each game and play like it's our last and uh, just play hard every game. Josh Scott, since the time you were 14 or 15 or maybe even younger, a lot of outside So I think my body of work through, so far through my career puts me as a pretty dang good player. Um, I think, you know, every player has his weakness, and so I keep improving upon him, and I'll you know, continue to work on my game. Um, but honestly, I've been pretty pleased. I think I've always had people doubt me, uh, not believe in me. And, you know, that was high school. That was me starting a freshman in college. Um, and it's kind of a little bit, it's our team and me right now. Uh, so I always look forward to proving people wrong and somehow I always end up coming out on top and I plan on doing that again with this team. What's the biggest doubt occurred through the years that you've gone mad? Has Honestly, I heard that, I remember coming out of high school, even as a freshman in college, saying that a kid from Colorado basketball couldn't succeed at the college level. And now I just say first team all Pac-12 if I hear it. Uh, I think I've succeeded. Um, our team has been to two NCAA tournaments since I've been here. And I think Dom probably understands that doubt, probably. And it's just one of those things where you just continue to prove wrong with your actions rather than your words. Just for all of you guys, how's Jordan? Who? Who? Yeah. George. George Kane? George, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
thing. Yeah. George is a he's a really athletic wing. One of our bigger wings that we have. He can play different a lot of positions from the two to the four. And um, just having that being able to um, be that diverse in our, our, our system is very good for us to uh, have them crash the boards on offense and defense and just be a physical wing player. I don't think it's easier. I'm not a big believer in rankings either. Honestly, you prove it when Pac-12 season comes around. But I, I do think our motivation is more of we don't want to have another year like we did last year. I don't think that has really anything to do with the rankings. I think we saw pressure on ourselves to make it back to a tournament and to put the program back where it was before last year. To kind of show that the I mean, we don't want to be looked at as the group that let it slip. Um, you know, Coach Boyle and this program, I mean, they put, they put this program in a great place and we don't want to be the group that's, you know, let it two, slack two years in a row. Last year, for a number of factors, didn't go the way that we wanted it to. And this year is a new year, and you know we're gonna fight, to make sure it doesn't happen. Nothing happens like last year. For all you guys in there, coach, when he was up here talking about uh, maybe being too soft uh, last season on you guys, maybe allowing too much, accepting too many things. Have you noticed a difference in his approach in terms of how he's been handling you guys? Oh yeah, uh, I've noticed it a lot in practice. Um, like Josh said, he knows our. He he knows the details, the little details last year, but this 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 year he's voicing his opinions and letting us hear what is on his mind. And then uh, I feel like that's good for us, so we can learn on it and get better. So yeah, I feel like he's. Um, I mean, he's always been tough on us, but he just voicing himself more this year. Josh, you've been here for a long time. Have you noticed a maybe different demeanor about that in terms of how he's feeling? Uh, there's nothing different in his demeanor. Per se, I think, like I said earlier, it's more of he's extremely more detail oriented in practice and film. Uh, I mean, you could think he played well um, in a practice and you go into film, and he's going to look at every single little detail about it. We might be on a play for about four or five minutes, it feels like, just, you know, going over each individual person. And uh, honestly, it's got to change something after last year. So, it's not even a big deal. It's just more of one of those things where you accept it because, honestly, we had a bad year last year. We don't want to repeat it, so something has to be different. We have time for one more question in this setting, and then we'll maybe have about five minutes for any quick one-on-ones, and i got to get these guys to class. So any final questions? Josh, Scott, um, you played against uh, West Gordon High School. I assume you played against him in practice. Can you uh, talk about West from last year to this year? West from last year this year. I think the biggest thing I've seen so far in practice is more aggressive offensively. I think defensively I think he's always been pretty pretty solid. But offensively he's been more aggressive and he's kind of been more vocal. <laughs> I hear him voicing frustrations 
um, not bad frustrations, just like, you know, don't turn the ball over, you know, get the ball moved. And to hear Wesley's voice, somebody who's actually been really solid the past two years, is really important because he is such a good player. And for him to be more aggressive offensively only makes our team better. All right, thanks, everybody. Here are comments made by women's basketball head coach Linda Lappy. Well, first of all, thanks uh, all of you for being here. It's an exciting time of the year for us. Uh, we're about two and a half weeks into practice and uh, really have just an unbelievable focus right now to get back to who we are as uh, Colorado Buffaloes and uh, what we're about, and, and that's playing defense. That's being able to get up and down the floor, uh, playing together, playing really hard, and um, you know, just uh, being able to um, re-energize our program and, and uh, it's been it's been a fun year to do that with so many young players uh, while at the same time having some great veterans that uh, add to the mix and add some experience to our to our really really young team um, but it's been uh, it's been a good two and a half weeks of practice and I'm excited about where we are we keep getting better every single week and I'm just uh, ready to see what this team can do as we get into some scrimmages and, and exhibition games and then start uh, our uh, start our games on November 14th. Coach, losing uh, Ariel was pretty big uh, now with the injury for early graduations. Uh, how do you replace a player like that? Well, the good thing about it is we haven't had her for, for very many years. Uh, we didn't have her all last year. Uh, really, she only played two years here. So, um, you know, we feel like uh, it's going to be somebody that, you know, Jamie Swan really was able to step up last year and, and provide us some good inside presence, provide some rebounding for us, um, you know, and, and, you know, I like what Monica Burrich does, uh, both at the three and, and the four position. Uh, Mackenzie Ellis is, is a freshman for us this year that maybe is one of the biggest surprises um, of anybody on uh, our team so far this year. She is coming off an ACL tear and, um, you know, really just, I didn't know what to expect from her as, as she's coming in and um, but she has great principles, uh, one of our best defensive players, especially on in help side, on the weak side. Um, and we really think that, that uh, we have a lot of different options. You know, it's going to be – rebounding is going to be a big key for us. Um, and, and defensively, we have to have somebody that can defend those athletic threes and fours. Um, and, and so right now we're still trying to see who that's going to be, and, and that's a process. And when you have young kids, it, it takes a little bit of time for them to start to understand – uh, what that level is like and, and what that looks like. Coach, you mentioned Ailes being a player that stepped up in a leadership role this year. You know, how have you seen that evolve so far in practice and uh, you know, maybe expanding on that uh, this season? Yeah, you know, Haley is uh, somebody that, that has to step up for us. She made huge strides from her freshman to sophomore season. Uh, we need her to make another jump this season, and, and she's ha she has to start it with her defense. Um, you know, she, we need her to lead on the defensive side of things. It's something that she has to really work on. It's not one of her biggest strengths. She's pretty solid at it. Um, but we need her to be more of a defensive threat. <clears throat> you know, Haley's really good right now at knocking down those open jumpers that other people create for her. Uh, but we've also really challenged her to be able to get to the rim. And, you know, yesterday in practice, she got to the rim three or four times. Uh, she's strong. She's one of our most athletic, strongest kids. She's extremely fit. She takes care of her body. Um, you know, she puts herself in position to, to be able to be very, very solid. She's always been one of our mo most consistent players. Um, and so that bodes well for your leadership, for leadership qualities. You, you need your leader to be really consistent um, and somebody that can 
be vocal as well as just do their job. And, and Haley's been one of those players that has just done her job in years past. And this year we need her to step up and really hold her teammates accountable, uh, set the bar high, set the standard high, and be able to uh, be able to really communicate what it takes to, to be successful. And that's something where she it's, it's a process and she's got to keep learning. Um, and we talk to her about that all the time. And um, But we, we I feel like we also have some other players that can step into that role as well. You need your point guards to be leaders on the floor. It doesn't matter if they're freshmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors. Uh, your point guards have to be leaders. And, and so those are the things that we need Haley to lead in, in a certain way, but we also need other players to step up into that role as well. What's, what's, the, what's the learning curve for a freshman class like this? Would you expect it to be less? Would you expect by the time Yeah, we we want them. Uh, you know, they they have to be on a fast track. Um, you know, we're going to have one to two of them in, one to two to three of them on the floor probably at any one time, um, and so we need them to catch on to things really quickly. The great thing about our freshman class is they have really really high basketball IQs, so there are a lot of things that you're that you're normally teaching freshmen that these guys don't have to learn. Um, you know, when to get the ball to their hands, when to get in help side. They've been really well coached in high school, in club. They've played at a really high level uh, up until this point. And so the things that we feel like we're teaching them are, um, you know, our positioning, how to get through screens, uh, offensive sets, um, those sorts of things, not necessarily, you know, angles and how to pass and um, when to get the ball to their hands and, and things that it's really hard to teach. We're not having to teach these these freshmen. So it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun for our coaching staff to really take the next step with our team. And um, our returners should already know those things, and so they should be a little bit further ahead. Um, but we expect our freshmen to catch up, you know, even probably before conference. For us to have a successful season, we need them to be ready by November 14th uh, to do some great things. And then we know there's going to be some – uh, some bumps and uh, along the road, and we know that they're gonna, you know, we're gonna have to constant. It's gonna constantly be a, a learning process for them. But at the same time, they're highly, highly competitive kids. Uh, they have great basketball IQs. They want to win, um, and, and they want to. They're great teammates. They want to do whatever the team needs for us to be successful. Yeah, and, and that's exactly right. I mean, she's got, she has great skills on the inside. We need her to be at that inside presence for us. She's probably our best inside player at this point, and so um, we're going to challenge her to, to be a presence on the block. Uh, but we also like her on the move away from the basket as well, and that allows her to really use her athleticism. And the great thing about our offense is our fours and our fives get both opportunities. Um, if she's rebounding the basketball at a high level, which we think she will, a lot of times she'll be facing the basket and she'll be away from the basket a little bit more in our offense. Um, you know, and then defensively she has to be a great presence on the block as well. She has to be able to get, you know, eight or nine rebounds for us. And, and so, um, you know, she's she's one player that is really going to have to take a great step as a fresh or as a senior, uh, be able to be that consistent force for us on the floor every single game. Doesn't matter if we're playing a lower level opponent or playing the best opponent. She has the tendency to bring her best against the best. Uh, this season, we need her at her best 
um, no matter who we're playing, and, and we feel like she can be steady enough to, to be able to do that. Coach, basketball is one of the few sports here in the school that has two head coaches. Are you and Tad able to kind of take advantage of that and pass things off each other and consult each other? Yeah, I respect Tad a, a great deal. I mean, what he's been able to come here and do uh, has been tremendous. And, and the neat thing about our relationship is we were hired a, within a week of each other. Um, and it's been fun to kind of grow with each other. And we've had highs together. We've had lows together. And uh, obviously last season for both of us was a little bit disappointing. Um, but I, you know, I respect what he does. I, I enjoy watching his practices, uh, seeing, how, seeing the drills that he runs. Um, you know, just in terms of how to get the best out of out of players. I know I've gone into his, his office a few times and, hey, what do you do in this sort of scenario? And uh, I think it's always a little bit different from, you know, men to women and how you handle different things. But it's just great to get ideas and um, what a great staff. What, what a, you know, I know there's a lot of staffs out there that, that wouldn't necessarily talk to the women's staff, you know, and so we appreciate that. Uh, they're just nice guys, you know. If 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 I had a son, I I would want him to play for Tad, um, and and, th and those coaches because of how they how they teach the game, how they mentor their guys, um, and so I really respect uh, what he does, and I'm excited about uh, watching their pro program go forward. I think anytime that you have the men's program, uh, anytime that they're doing well, it provides excitement for basketball. You know, it doesn't matter whether we're doing well or they're doing well. Uh, that that excitement in the winter in the winter months is is pretty unbelievable. Did did you do any particular thing in the off season last year that you think is going to help you as a coach? Yeah, you know, we really took a step back and, and looked at uh, where we've fallen short, uh, maybe in the past year or two, and um, you know, reevaluated a few things uh, with our program and how we how we do things. And uh, one of those is just. We've had a few too many injuries the last couple years. Uh, we feel like we've made some great changes uh, in that in that way. Our strength and conditioning coach Chris Sheckler has done a great job. Our new athletic trainer Taka has, has done a tremendous job, and uh, we've really worked on uh, developing our players from the ground up uh, in terms of you know making sure that that they're put together in the in the right way and, and they're fit and they're strong. Um, we feel like if we can keep our best players on the floor, we have great, a great chance to, to do some unbelievable things. And we felt like that for the past two seasons. Um, and so that's been a big focal point of ours. But also just getting back to who we are. And, and that's putting a lot of emphasis on defense. Uh, that's making sure that if, you're, if you can play defense, you're on the floor. And, and being consistent in that and, and how we coach and how we teach. And uh, it's, a, it's a mindset. We feel like we didn't have the right mindset last year. And um, that's, that's on me. And, and every single day when, when we come and when our players come, they have to know uh, that we're going to be tough on the floor, that we're going to be focused, um, that we can get through anything mentally, we can get through any adversity. Um, you know, we're going to execute our offense at a, at a high level. We're going to execute our defense. And, uh, you know, just, a, just getting back to kind of, uh, I feel like this year we have the talent to be able to do that, you know, and, and it's been fun to, to be able to work with with our players and, and they're very very coachable uh they want to win they're they're this team is as is probably as competitive or, or more competitive as the team that went to the ncaa tournament a couple of years ago and, and that's what i remember from that team is every single day in practice it was an all-out war uh, they were fighting for positions we had 10 kids that could play at a really high level um, and it doesn't it doesn't matter if our players are are running around a track or if they're playing a board game or 
uh, if they're doing sit-ups or if they're in the weight room, they want to win. They want to be uh, the best at what they're doing, and, and I'm seeing that on, on the practice floor as well, and that's been pretty fun to, to watch. They, they want to win every drill, uh, and they're willing to do whatever it takes to do that. Well, I thought we, um, I thought we took, you know, we were a little bit less aggressive last year in how we coached defense, um, and this year we're back to our aggressive defensive style. You know, getting up and pressuring the basketball, and uh, really teaching the fundamentals of getting our hands off, moving our feet, uh, getting in the gap, being in passing lanes, being in help side, just being there wherever we need to be, and, and really playing team defense. Last year, uh, I don't think that we necessarily played a great system of team defense, and. We talk about having playing five versus one. Whoever has the ball for the opponent, we want them to be not going against just their the player that's guarding them. We want them to be going against the five that are on the floor. And so uh, really just taking pride in our defense and understanding that it's, it's how we're going to win. You know, last year it was the best offensive team I've ever coached in, in what, seven, eight years. And it was the worst defensive team I've ever coached and consequently was the worst team record I've ever had. And so, you know, getting back to, we, we're going to be able to score at a high level. We have really talented offensive players, but can we defend? And I think the Denver Broncos are showing defenses can do some really, uh, really amazing things. And, um, you know, when we went to the NCAA tournament, we were holding teams under 50 consistently, um, you know, under 45 consistently. So we want to get back to having a presence on the defensive side of things. She was very amazing. She was great. <laughs> um, but when you um, when you with this team, do you think about your time and kind of with your classes in terms of that young leadership and re-energizing the program? Yeah, you know, I look at uh, this freshman class, and, and it's hard not to make some comparisons to the year that I was a freshman. Uh, there was five in, in our class. There's five newcomers uh, in this class, and just that competitive spirit, the the ability to come in and maybe help a program get rejuvenated um, and kind of revive a program that has been pretty good, but obviously not to where we want to go. Um, but there are, you know, it, 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 it does take some time and it takes some time to be able to learn the level. Um, you know, I do remember what it was like as a freshman. Um, you know, I don't, I think everybody that ever played in college remembers their freshman year. It's the hardest, most challenging year uh, that you go through because there's so many new changes. And um, so I'm, I'm being patient with our, with our young kids. And I think that's the thing that um, helps me maybe the most is to, to kind of remember that, though it's been a little bit of time now uh, since since that was the case. But, you know, it is exciting, and, and um, you know, I, I try to uh, – this every, every group is unique, and I try to look at this group as very unique. They're not like any other group I've ever coached. Um, and so it's going to be – we're going to learn together, and, and we're going to go forward together. Well, I have no doubt it's going to be better this year. Um, you know, we have uh, of the four of the five players that that are new this year. Um, really, four of them are ball handling guards. Uh, three of them played point guard in high school at a, at a really high level, or in club at a really high level. Uh, really, for the top club teams in, in the United States, I uh, saw them play against some really good defenders, some kids that are maybe some of the quickest, most athletic kids in the country. 
um, and they were able to handle the ball just fine. We've seen them against our practice guys. Uh, they've handled the ball just fine. They have great pace. They have great awareness of the court. Uh, they know when the ball should get out of their hands. They know when they should hesitate and go by. Um, they have a great feel for the ball. So I, I, think, I think it's going to be better. Uh, well, I know it's going to be a lot better than it was last year. But at the same time, um, you know, we need, we need to make sure we're, we haven't put in our press break yet. That's coming, that's coming on Thursday. Uh, that's a huge thing for us is being able to break presses at a, at a high level and break presses to be able to score, not just to get the ball past half court. So um, that's something that we'll really work hard on as, as we, you know, get in a little bit further into practice. You know, there's a couple things. Um, you know, one, if if I call a timeout in the first 30, 30 seconds of the game, you don't have a media for the whole first quarter. So you're going 10 minutes or 9 minutes and 30 seconds uh, without a stop in play, uh, which means you need to be in shape, one. Uh, two, it, me it means it, it's kind of a player's game. So we have to be able to recognize runs without me calling a timeout. Um, you know, because I don't want to waste that media timeout that's going to come at the five-minute mark of every quarter. And so it's going to be – we're going to put a lot of emphasis on understanding, okay, it's a 6-0 run, you know, because a lot of times players get in the flow of things and, and we're not recognizing that. And so we may take a quick shot uh, when we need a score or we may, we may not understand that we have to get a defensive stop or it's going to be a 10-0 run, you know, just like that. So it's going to, be, it's going to change kind of how – I manage the game and, and, and versus me managing the game versus letting our point guards and our older players managing the game. I think it's going to be fun for people to watch, um, you know, because you're going to want to save those timeouts because you can advance the ball late game. So it's NBA rules. If I have timeouts left in the last minute of the game, uh, I can advance the ball to the sideline and now we can have a great opportunity to score. So we get a stop with three seconds left. Normally you'd be going the full length of the court. Now they bring the ball up right in front of my bench and we can run a great sideline play and, and hopefully score. So you're going to have a lot of, a lot of different sideline plays. Normally sideline out of bounds. We didn't spend a whole lot of time on that. Um, not very many teams did. Uh, and now it's going to be a huge part of, of what you do. Um, the, the other thing that is going to kind of change how teams play is at five fouls in each quarter, you're going to shoot two free throws. So there's no more one and one in the women's game. So. Um, you got to make sure we're, we're not fouling a ton at the beginning of each quarter. At the end of each quarter, the fouls reset. So if you get eight fouls in the first quarter, those fouls now in the second quarter are going to go back to zero, uh, which is which is kind of interesting. And now you can be aggressive again. Granted, you know if, if none of your players are fouled out or in foul trouble. So a few things that are, I think will really affect the game. Those three or four are probably being the the biggest ones. Players what? Players you've seen play both high school and yeah. some of Yeah. Recruiting for you more important at club level or high school level? You know, I like watching both um, because the club level, you see them play against the best. Uh, there's a Nike EYBL uh, league that has the best players in the country, and all, all four of our freshmen played in that league. Um, and so it's you like to see them against great players. 
but I like watching them in their high school team because you can see, do they understand a system? Uh, do they know how to run plays? Because there's probably going to be a lot more plays called in high school than there are in club. In club, they kind of just play sometimes. Um, you're going to see if they know how to play a defensive system. You're going to see how they react to their teammates who they also go to school with and they see in the hallways every, every day. Can they get along with them? Uh, do they get along with their high school coach? Do, you know, there's so many things in high school that you really look at. You maybe not, you maybe don't check out their talent level as much in high school, uh, but you look at the team aspect of it, and, and that's probably a lot more, um, a lot more similar to the college atmosphere than a club team that is only together for two months. Don't want to get you in trouble here, but is there any team in the club? Is, is there much to my, in club? My, my experience is that whatever sport you're talking about, club is basically Yeah, those 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 higher level clubs though, they, they have a great system. They play sixty games. Uh, they start in April and they play April, May, June, July. Uh, so they have they do have a system that they play, um, and they have good coaches and um, you know, so yeah, I think the, the if they're playing with a with a great in a great club system you definitely can see a lot. You can see how they react to their coach when they get, take, get taken out. There's a lot more adversity probably in club uh, than there is on their high school teams, and, and you get to see how they manage that adversity. And uh, So, yeah, we, we definitely get a lot out of watching club basketball. Anything right. else for Coach? Thank you, guys. Here with Jamie Swan at CU Women's Basketball Media Day. Jamie, uh, you guys lose three starters. Just reading some of the, the preseason publication, it seems like you guys are pretty pretty optimistic about your team. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think uh, I think optimistic is a really good word. I think that we're really happy and really excited with what we have and how we're going to do this year. Uh, sorry, I just got out of class. So I'm, oh, you're fine. Basketball you're fine. is like, um, I don't know, uh, optimistic. Let's see. I have to think optimistic. I don't know. We're really optimistic about restarting. Coach Lappy talks a lot about hitting the reset button and talks about now we're getting back to oops, we're getting back to Colorado basketball. And it's I don't know. I'm I'm excited. I don't know if optimistic is the word for me. I'm just excited senior year to have the ability to have or the ability and the capability of the people around me to do what they can do. Coach Lappi said that last year's team was her best offensive team, but her worst defensive team. And obviously you guys didn't reach the goals that you wanted to, mm -hmm. so I would assume it kind of starts with defense for, for this year's group. Yeah, defense is a big thing for us this year. Um, we've worked a lot in the last week and a half on just getting our feet in the right position, making sure that we're in help side, making sure that everything goes according to plan on defense. Our offense, we all know that offense is putting the ball through the hoop, and we can do that. We play basketball. But defense is something that you don't really learn growing up. The first thing you do when you play basketball is shoot. So we are putting offense on the back burner like we still work on it every day but our defensive presence is going to be phenomenal this year and I can't wait for everybody to see how fired up we are on defense. Your freshman year when you guys had a lot of success what was it about that year's team that you would try to kind of recreate with this year's group? Mm, just the intensity on on defense and in everything that we do. Um, my freshman year Chucky Jeffries was 
the senior leader, along with Megan Malcolm Peck and Brenna Malcolm Peck, and they didn't put up with anything. I, if you came in and you had a bad practice, they would pull you aside and say, look, you need to pull your head out of your butt and let's go. And um, for me, I want to recreate that and have Haley Smith be the Megan Malcolm Peck of our team and Lauren Huggins be the Chucky Jeffries of our team and just have people that will make sure that everybody is on target and everybody's on the same page all at once. Were you aware last season that Coach Laffey was not really pleased with the way this team was playing defense? Did she make that pretty clear? He, yes. Defense, as you guys have all heard, defense is huge for us. And without without um, without defense, you can't have a successful team. Defense uh, wins championships. So it was very, very clear. And how many defensive drills we did in practice that defense was not very good last year. Did you think you were subpar defensively? Yeah. yeah, I felt like last year I was really slow on my feet and I just backtracked in my junior year and I'm not sure what the cause was, but it felt like I just felt like I was behind and everything and I didn't foul as much as I did the year before, but I was never in the right position for defense. So does it seem like whoever is going to show that defensive prowess and that hustle, do you think that's who Linda's looking at to really put on the court coming out of the first games of the season? Yeah, Coach Lappy actually tells us every day, if you can play defense, you're going to play. So if we have a freshman on our team that plays the best defense, she'll play. She'll start. She'll do everything because without defense, you can't win. So for us and for our team, if you can play defense, you can play. That's it. that's basically the, like the motto of our team in defense. Last week we were talking a little bit about all the combinations that you guys have been running in practice mm -hmm. and how there's a lot of good ones. Mm -hmm. um, getting closer, getting another week closer, are we a little bit closer to having those like set set uh, not starters but just groups that are like okay these are the, the kids who mesh and this is probably our go-to at this point. Uh, no, not really. Kinda not. Not like 100% sure, but mm -hmm. we have like a group of people that she still mixes us up and it's getting to the point where she has a set group of people and she'll trade in two or three people and then see how that works and then she'll switch another two people and see how that works during practice. And it's, I don't know, it's really being on the team that is not the best defensively is really hard because our defense both ways is really intense and really hard to score on. So. So is it going to be kind of that working with the chemistry game up until day one? Up until day one, it's that's exactly what it'll be. It'll just be figuring out who can do what and who can be where and who has the best defensive uh, footwork and who can ultimately lead on the court. So we're just right now we're just all playing together, trying to get the team chemistry down before we get that starting five chemistry down. Thanks for listening in. The Colorado men's basketball program will be tipping off the season Friday, November 13th at Iowa State. And the CU women's basketball team will open the season Saturday, November 14th at home against Loyola Marymount.